Hello everyone and welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Gravia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Tyler Pleewee and Mickey Khan to discuss the 2012 movie Django. So Quentin Tarantino went on a three-year run of Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, and The Hateful Eight. And in my opinion, Django is by far the best one out of the three. As he called them, you know, he went in a little like, I'm going to make three movies that have something to do with each other. I think Django's the best. We're here to discuss it. It's a good pod. So here we go. They kill white folks and they pay you for it. What's not to like? Cue the music. Here we are, Django. Boys, is this the first Tarantino movie we've done together? Yes. For me, yeah. Because I think I've done one. I did Pulp Fiction with uh, somebody else, and then I did. And then this one. So two. Two. two, Only two. Yeah. I feel like. Is there. I don't know if there's any other Tarantino movies that are really. These are like the two ones that are worth the time to talk about, in my opinion. Because I think Inglorious Bastards is like really not that good. I think Inglorious Bastards, uh, Kill, Bill, Kill Bill, Reservoir Dogs. I think all of those are worth a pod. Even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I always, dude, I always forget that's him for some reason. I oh, always okay. forget that's Tarantino. I couldn't finish uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Couldn't finish it. What? I thought it was just boring. What? Yeah, Dude, maybe I gotta do a second. Once upon a time in Hollywood is like an extremely plant your flag movie where it's uh you it's like a really polarizing movie. You have to either really like it or you don't. You hate no, it. There's no like middle ground. You have to give it a second chance. But yeah, like I just like it was a long. It's a long movie, too, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it like a two and a half? Uh, yeah, two at and least. Half. Yeah. But. So I I think I just wasn't invested. Like I think I was like probably had other shit on my mind. Maybe I give it another chance. It's slow, but yeah, it's it slow. is very slow. It's slow. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's just a it's homage different. to Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll give the basic background of the movie, and then let's talk Django. Django Unchained was released on December 25th, 2012, so you know it was a good movie if they released it on Christmas. With the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal plantation owner in Mississippi. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Starring Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, Samuel Jackson. It cost $100 million to make, and it made $425.4 million at the box office. It was nominated for five Oscars, winning two. Nominated for Best Motion Picture, Best Cinematography, and Best Sound Editing. And winning for Best Supporting Actor, Christoph Waltz and Best Original Screenplay. According to IMDb, it is ranked as the 57th best movie of all time. Wow. 56 being Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. And 58 being a Pixar movie by the name of WALL-E. Nice. Wow. We were just talking about that. Yeah, imagine... Those are like the three most 
movies have nothing to do with each other. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Chango, and Wally. <laughs> and IMDb's like, yeah, man, that works. That's works. <laughs> that makes sense. That's fun. Yeah, Does 57 seem extremely high? Uh, Not extremely high. I a little high maybe, but Tarantino movies tend to skew upwards on the on the all time movie ranking. Like he's got one in the top five. Yeah. So I don't think it's crazy to have Django be in the fifties. Yeah, I, I agree. So what do you guys uh, remember for the first time you watched it? Do you see it in theaters? Because we were probably about like same sort of twenty one Jump Street age, like grade eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I did watch it in theaters honestly. Yeah, me either. either. I watched I it later in life. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like I only really watch it probably for the first time, like maybe right after high school, maybe so like five, six years ago, mm. and loved it right away. Oh yeah, Where? like was sucked in. And I want to talk about this later, but like for how hard of a movie it is to watch and how much you hate a lot of things that's happening in the movie, it's like really weirdly rewatchable. Oh yeah. yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I watched it on Netflix back in the day. Yeah. Like, because they've had this movie on Netflix. Since all, time. Since, like, Netflix even was a thing, I swear. But uh, I'm pretty sure I watched it on Netflix, and somebody recommended it. And I was like, what? Like, what is that? Like, I had nothing, knew nothing about this movie coming into it. And I love that when you come into a movie knowing nothing yep. or hearing nothing. And then I watched it, and I was, like, absolutely blown away. I was yeah. like, what the hell is happening <laughs> right yeah. now? Uh, it was such a cool experience. I wish I could relive those experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this would have been a great theater watch. Oh, or, yeah. like, one of those movies that's, like, super memorable in a theater. Like, like I said at the top, like, if a movie's getting released on Christmas Day, they're like, this movie's great. <laughs> like, this is, we're just, uh, we know it's going to be great. Like, it's released on this time. Like, we just know. Right. So, so, don't a lot of the Star Wars get released on Christmas? Yeah, like all blockbusters. Like if you're gonna make, if you think your movie's great, you release that bitch on Christmas Day. Yeah, because yeah. you know all people right. are gonna go, go see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because so, they have nothing better to do because yeah. everybody's off. Do you guys think? What do you think the cultural impact's gonna have on this movie? Because I want we're gonna obviously have some conversations throughout the pod about like how hard it is to watch and and what it's like. Do you think that it's gonna remain watched as we go on? Through life, like, do you think people are going to be watching this, like, I don't know, 25, 30 years down the road? I think people will watch it strictly on the merit that it's a Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah, not for, like, you know, the whole slave sort of mm-hmm. trading going on. The thing but... about this movie, and like, it's <clears throat> Tarantino's wrote the movie as, like, a white guy writing all of the, this... the, the slavery stuff, yeah. the N words, like, all that stuff. He wrote that. Um, but he's, he does the thing that Scorsese does sometimes too, where he'll, he's not trying to make you like what's the bad things. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is terrible stuff. We're going to write this character. as like, like Calvin Candy, I, you're going to hate that guy for the second you meet him. And you're going to hate that guy at the very end and all the way through the middle. Like, there's no part of me that's going to make me write this movie. And be like, you're going to like him a little bit. I'm going to make him like redeemable. Yeah. There's like no redeemable qualities in that guy yeah. at all. There's no redeemable qualities in a lot of the characters in this movie. Samuel Jackson's yeah. character. Basically, the only character in this movie with the two characters with redeemable qualities in this movie are Jamie Foxx and Kerry Washington. Mm. Not uh, King Schultz. That's what conversation I want to have later. Like, do do we actually think he's a he's a good guy? Uh, he's a good guy. I, don't know. I do personally. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I guess I we'll get into too. that later. But so, but yeah, I just think that it's it's really well written and it's really it's done in a way where like. 
it's not like, man, why did he write it like that plantation owner's a good guy or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, I just hate that guy from the start. So. Yeah. Um, this was, so Tarantino always said he would only make 10 movies, right? In his, yeah. What, what movie was this one? Do you know? So I think this was his eighth, I think. Uh, I think so too, yeah. So eighth, hopefully with his ninth, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his 10th, I think. Yeah. I thought he had one more to do. I thought he said that, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to look into this now. I wonder how many movies he's done. If he hasn't done 10, like, he's he's close. Yeah. I know that. So, do you think this movie deserves the Oscar for Best Picture? So, what were the other nominees? Do you have them? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Have you seen that movie? I have, yes. What do you think is better? Django, okay. obviously. Amour. Never, never, never heard of it, never no. seen it. Mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty. Django. Lincoln. Haven't seen Lincoln. Actually, that's I think I've seen half of Lincoln. Super so boring. I'm gonna go with Django. Super boring. Les Mis. Django. Beasts of the Southern Wild. No. I've never seen it either. No. Life of Pi. Life of Pi is a really cool movie. I'm gonna take Django. And then the winner. Do you know what the winner was? No. Ben Affleck movie. Argo. Yeah. Wow. Argo's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, that's. I think Argo tough. would be better, but that's kind of tough. Argo is like... also the most. Academy Award movie ever, dude. It's like the slow white people movie. Yeah, based on a real <laughs> true, event, story, true yeah. story. Yeah. And they also really played down the involvement of the Canadians mm-hmm. in that movie, like, because the Canadians low key and saved the Americans' asses. But yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he, so Quentin Tarantino, he's a self imposed goal of making 10 films. So he's made 10 films, but. He's he's arguing that he's only actually done nine, so like I I don't know where that might come into play, but he says, but they say that he has one more to yeah. reach his ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, so once upon a time, the Hollywood was his, his ninth. His ninth and yeah. technically ten, but he's saying it's his ninth movie. So Ben, where do you stand? Do you think Django should have won the Oscar that year? No, okay. I think Argo's better, but Django's probably second. I think it is yeah. out of those nominees. Like I don't know what other movies are really made that year. I'm sure like the Oscars just. Just forget a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they never get it right. But um, out of those movies, if that's what I'm picking, like it's Argo, and I also really, really like Silver Linings Playbook. But but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Django's probably a lot better. I love this movie. There's so much depth to this movie. There's so much character so much, stuff in this yeah. movie. Yeah, There's it's great. so many arcs, character. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I love it. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on before we hit the categories? Um. Yes. Uh, anybody who's seen this movie and enjoyed this movie needs to watch The Harder They Fall. Yeah. Because yeah, not yeah. enough people talk about that movie. And who's, who, who directed that? Who, who's in it? So I've, the director is a guy, I think his name is Jose Reyes or something like that. Or is that a baseball player? Jose Reyes is a very talented shortstop for the New York Mets. Okay, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to gonna come back from the break and I'm going to figure out who directed this movie. But it's got a ton of... it's. It's a western, and most of the cowboys are black. Idris Elba, like Keith Stanfield. Stanfield. It's a badass Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba's it. It came out like last year on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, and I just feel that everybody that enjoys this movie would love uh, The Harder They Fall, and I wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then uh, let's hit the categories. Thank you.
we're here with the category. Starting with category number one, Mount Rushmore. We give our top four scenes, and then let's debate. So here are my four scenes. First time we meet King Schultz, and he yep. meets Django as well for the first time, and then King Schultz just mucks up those guys, like <laughs> like those horses and those uh, the two guys on the yeah the two guys on the horses uh-huh. meets Django. Great scene, and then it's just like, whoa. This yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, and he never, he never buys Django. He leaves $125 for the slaves. Yeah. Which is so sick. Wait, he doesn't buy Django? He so buys he, the other slaves? He makes a bill of sale. He drops like $125 with the slave owner. But you realize that like he was never going to let the slave owner like get out of there like he was he was freeing those slaves like the whole time and, oh, like, yeah. he just left that money on the ground he didn't leave it for the slave owner he left it for them mm. which mm-hmm. is just fucking dope like yeah. i love king schultz also christoph waltz really his so his first movie people know him from really is inglorious bastards which was like the year before mm-hmm. or sorry a couple years before won the oscar this movie won the Oscar. Yeah. Never heard from him again. Yeah, what? Like, like guy he, doesn't really do stuff anymore. Like, he's the he's the bad guy in the new Bond movies. Like the last two. Oh, Bond you're right. He was. Yeah. yeah, Inspector or whatever. Right? Inspector and uh, is it Skyfall or no, not Skyfall. He's just so much better in this. This oh, is his yeah. best role. Oh, like, he's obviously unbelievable. Yeah. But like Anyways. when you when I thought of him doing this role, like I was like, this guy's gonna be a bad guy. Nope. He's no, a good guy. He's like, good. he's like, you know. He's yeah. the best guy. He's the best right. guy, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, yeah, in, in Glorious Bastards, you come out of that movie just like Hate hating the guy. Yeah. And then you're just like coming into this and you're like, wow, I really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next scene I have is the the saloon. That is the scene a, right after. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they meet at the saloon. They have the beer. That great shot where like he takes that... Uh, uh, the stick, the stick, the and like wipes off the foam of the beer. Beautiful. Sits down. Beer. They have a beer. The two, the chief comes in, and then the the head cop or whatever comes in, kills them both, gets his way out of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's probably fifty guns pointed at them, and they get out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make some money. They make what two hundred twenty bucks. That's probably like thousands and thousands of dollars. That's now. just a yeah. beautiful badass western scene. Yeah, like that is just so sick. But like you can, I love how it's like you sh- you show like Doctor Schultz like elegancy as well in that. Yeah, his charisma, like, his charisma, his charisma. Like he's, you know, he's got flair and he's like fat, like fashionable. Like I don't know, he's just mm-hmm. like he's you just like get like man, this guy. He's just dripping he's just in dripping, style, dude. Like man. this guy. Like, he can do no wrong. Yeah, he's so smooth with it. I love it. Um, the next one I have is the funniest scene in the movie is just when Jonah Hill is just in the movie for like, <laughs> yeah. minutes. He's like yeah. I can't see fucking shit in this thing. <laughs> they like <laughs> Who made this? Who made this shit? You know he was supposed to be in it? He was supposed to be in the movie for like thirty minutes and they cut all of his scenes except for that one. Really? Yeah. Really? Cause why would Jonah Hill do a huge movie? That he's also a, he's arguably the most famous actor in this movie, maybe aside from Leo. Why would he do a movie for two minutes? Well, I'm to answer your question, I think it would be because he loves like Tarantino and just would do anything to be in a Tarantino film. Yeah. Because I've heard him speak about how motivated he was to be in a Scorsese movie. Yeah. So. So yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, that would be see my. That. I'm not surprised to hear that he should have been yeah. in more. I wish he was in more. But anyways, great scene. So, so funny. funny, dude. Yeah, and it's just like, 
Yeah, it didn't need to be in it in no. the movie at all, but it's just like I'm glad it was. Yeah, it's the movie just better. Hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, it's definitely a scene that because the scene before is like kind of a hard scene to watch when Django saves that girl from getting whipped. He shoots all those guys. It's kind of like a heavy scene, and then it's like a classic movie trope. Let's show something hilarious right after something maybe traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. great, great work. The next thing they have is the the dinner scene with yeah. Leo. Mm-hmm. Like that scene that he kind of his scene. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, hundred percent. I love the first scene with uh, Waltz and Jamie Fox. Like the scene where they uh, meet for the first the, time. The I'm doing like quotations, but like the purchase. Yes, I love that scene. But huh. but that, those are my top four. You guys got anything else you want to add? Um, I love when uh, Django busts out his blue and white suit for the first time. Yeah. There's that shot of him walking down the town and everybody looking at him like he's a he's a monster or something. Like, it's just yeah. it's great. And uh, I also love when Django finesses the mining company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he schools the mob that the second he gets a gun, he just, just shoots everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's great, yeah. 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 I, I'm not... I think your Mount Rushmore is pretty correct, but I just wanted to show those two scenes. Yeah, out. Um, I it's a super hard scene to watch, and like I think we'll talk probably about it a little bit later. But the uh, the scene with the dogs when they start tearing into that guy, and like, dude, like it it's so hard to watch. It's just so. It, like um, when they're they're walking to walking the to the plantation, yeah. and that guy they got him surrounded by those dogs and they have like but a little bit of dialogue there and then you let the dogs rip into them and stuff like that like super super hard hitting scene man hard to watch but yeah. like just it was really beautifully well done though it's like, needed the in the movie it you is because you, need... you you just like i hate this guy even more right? and people need to know how horrible that time was that time was that people need to know do. that you need Bad. to see that shit and people need to see how hard-bodied uh Django is like yeah. has to be to earn candy's trust yeah. to, to like to yeah. save his wife like yeah very yeah. necessary scene very yeah. tough yeah very tough um that's all we got yep all right let's go to category two what still works the opening credits word so that I, I guess that's the first scene it's great the song playing them kind of walking through like it looks like some deserty mountain stuff yeah beautiful beautiful um the acting is great yeah performances mm-hmm. are great um through and through everyone's pretty great in it uh tarantino's style that he puts onto his movies he's mm-hmm. like he never shies away man he's like this is what i do here's what i do you're like where's the gore I haven't seen any gore yet in two and a half hours. And then two hours and 15, you're like, okay, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, but Ben, you, uh, when you talk about directors, you talk about that a lot, whereas like you gravitate towards the guys that kind of have their own style and are yeah. just kind of like, fuck you, like this is the movie that I make. Like, yeah. like so Tarantino, I, I, I respect that. that from him. Yeah, yeah like I, I said, his unique filming style as well. And it's like all the zoom-ins. You ever notice that? Like when they, yes, they're they out, far out and then he, yeah. they zoom in. That shot like, the shot where the, you're talking about the dog thing and yep. the candies, Leo is standing by that tree and then it like, Zoom straight, straight to his in. face, and he's yeah. but, they, but like when back. they add like a sound, of, I call those whoosh shots yeah, whoosh because shots, they yeah. they zoom in really fast, and there's like 
some weird western sound that goes with it like yeah. a, like a whip crack like yeah yeah, yeah. those are so he awesome. does it quite a bit throughout the movie but i just love that uniqueness to it because you don't get that a lot in, in films right it feels like a tarantino western movie, oh yeah which yeah. is fucking awesome like, yeah. um, it's great this is probably my favorite thing about the movie is that how they've made it super rewatchable this movie just does not should not be that rewatchable mm-hmm. like sorry I, so what makes this movie more rewatchable just it's I don't know it's just good like oh. I just want to it should be like I don't want to see this again this is so terribly like I just feel like I can't believe they treated people like that like I hate that <laughs> I don't want to ever watch this again but I watch it all the time it's just yeah it's good um uh the music <coughs> mm-hmm. the music's really good but my favorite part is like not the it's like the instrumental stuff that's the best stuff that's the best music in the movie. Yeah, like not the, the rap like songs. Like the score. Like not the rap songs. Yeah, like I don't to know why honest, they do that stuff. Yeah, I don't know why he did that either. Mickey, like, that's your whole beef know, with uh, so Gatsby, dude. The Great Gatsby, uh, Elvis. Like I'm really typically not cool with like modern music and like period pieces. Mm-hmm. Like it normally takes me out of the experience, but someone about here and Rick Ross do a hundred black coffee. <laughs> I don't I want to like, I didn't like it. I, I like, loved oh, it. I loved why? it. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't know why. It's just it's it fits with the vibe, I guess. Um the costumes. This movie are awesome. Mm, Django yes, stuff. Yes. Like all of Django's costumes are dope. Yep. Yeah, oh, especially his one at the end. The end, yeah. Yeah. He's like, Steven, I guess maroon is my color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's all, like all, everyone's like, can't, like everyone's costumes are. are no, like, after watching this movie, it made me want to go on to my Red Dead Redemption character. Nice. Um,. The three mini movies, basically in one. I always see this movie as three mini movies. So what are the mini movies? Yeah. So um, that two-year period of Schultz and Django together, bounty hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So between from when they meet to basically they get to Candyland, boom, that could be a movie. Okay. Them at Candyland with basically all of Leo, that middle part with Leo. And then up to like uh, them both, Leo and Walt's dying. Boom, that's a movie. And then the last movie is just Fox on his fucking revenge tour. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay, I see it. yeah like, yeah. so that's a movie right there. Like, I've always seen this movie as three. Like, it's really good to pause. As soon as you get to Canada, you can pause. Mm-hmm. It's like, take a break. If you want, you can like go somewhere. Like, yeah, like he, I could see the bounty hunting one for sure. Like, you can make some dope ass movies yeah the street mini movies yeah. yeah yeah you could make a dope ass movie of just like the bounty bounty yeah. that they're probably collecting in those yeah that year or two that'd be so sick i'd watch a movie like that yeah so and then the last one i have is just that final shot yes of, uh, fox in washington like carrie washington walking away and it's like mm-hmm. the explosion it's just like it's that like <sighs> he did it like I have Fox that in my it, Freaks man. and Geeks. He that did was, it, man. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because like, the whole beautiful. movie, from the very start, Tarantino paints a picture of, you want to root for Jamie Fox. You want to root for Django. Like, that's the guy you're rooting for. Yeah. Right? Obviously. Yeah. And the whole movie, they never stay away from that. And the whole movie, you're like, when's he going to get it? When's he going to get it? When's he going to get it? You guys go through all these obstacles, and he finally gets it, and it's like, ah. <sighs> Yeah, movie over. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's that's great. That's like, what I, like. I thought he was gonna get out of the house when they had that big shootout. I thought it was like, okay, this is this is where he gets the girl, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. Nope, nope, <laughs> that's not where he gets her. Yeah. So what are you guys? What still works? 
Um, well, I had not pulling any punches on racism in the Deep South. Like, yep. especially how they dis- how they showed the whippings. Oof. And they didn't show the auction block very long, but how they showed the auction block. Like, I think it's very important when you're showing stuff like that to be very visceral. Yep. To not sugarcoat anything. And it's why it's why Schindler's List is great, too. Like, exactly. They don't not shy away from the Holocaust stuff. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. people need to know what it was really like. Yeah. And I'm really glad that... Well, Quentin Tarantino is never going to be the guy to sugarcoat something cruel that happened in history. But I'm just... It's good to see that in a movie because more people need to be aware of the history. Yeah. The cruel history. It's crazy to think that shit, like, happened and... Oh, man. Not even, like, really that long ago. Yeah, It's for still... Yeah. Uh, Fritz... King Schultz's uh, doctor, King Schultz's horse, neighs mm. every single time he gets introduced. Yeah. He'll always introduce his horse, and this is Fritz, and then Fritz will neigh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very, very charming. And we didn't talk about this in Mount Rushmore. I feel like we could have. But that fable that uh, Dr. King tells Django about Brumhilda and Siegfried. Mm-hmm. Like that little story of like Brumhilda was sitting out, she was trapped on a, a mountain, mountain by a yeah. dragon and somebody had to go in and save her. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was I, a really interesting motif there. I yeah. enjoyed that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. You want to think what's the works, Todd? No, man. You guys all hit them. <laughs> yeah, like we, <laughs> I only gave you half of them because yeah. we already talked about it. All right, let's go to category three cringe moments. Uh,. Movie starts, whack, Weinstein Company. Yep. It's oh, like, oh, yep. God. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. We knew it was coming. No. <laughs> they got to be a way to, like, to take that out. Technology's great enough. Go to Netflix, like, whip that out, please. Seriously. Um, Do the thing they did with the Stanley Cup and just cross it out. Cross yeah. this shit out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Um, the length of the movie, what do we think? Too long? A little long. A little long. It's long. It's a little long. It's yeah. long, but I really don't know what I'm taking out. Like, if you're gonna take something out, you're probably taking out that KKK scene. Yeah. And no, 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 no. You don't want to do out, that. I think I'm taking out. I don't know. Maybe some some candy stuff. Some Leo Candyland stuff. You can't do that. Yeah. You love Leo. I know I love Leo, but I feel like he's not the part of the. He's not what Look I want. Look me in my to. eyes and tell me Leo is in the movie too much. He's not in it too much. If I had to take some stuff out, I would take stuff, not necessarily him, but when we're at his house or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Agree to disagree. All right. Just like we talk about how it's great that people need to see this, but it's still hard to watch, yep. like, the racism stuff. Like, it's really hard to watch. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, like, that wrestling scene. The Mandingo oh, fight. Like, the yeah. Mandingo fight. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's... Dude. It's like, is this their freaking entertainment, man? Like, this is like their hockey or whatever? Like, this is what they watch every it's night? It's messed up. It's, it's messed so up, man. fucked up, yep. Leo, like, insisting on making out with his sister. Yeah, dude. That Whoa. Was, I had that, that too. <laughs> it's Whoa. like, yo. <laughs> I guess that was the time. Yeah. But. Well, they, had to, they were so gross to say it like this, but they were literally keeping it in the family. Like, that's why. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they wanted yeah. to. Ah, yeah. So <laughs> gross. Uh, those are all my cringe stuff, guys. Got anything? Uh, 
I only had one, and it was the... I mean, it's needed, but maybe not to the extent, but, like, the excessive use of the N-bombs in this is, like, a lot. I think it's got the most... I think I got it somewhere in here. That it's... it it's an all holds an all-time record for most N-words or some variation of the N-word in a movie with 116 uses. Wow. So maybe we could tone that down a little bit but i mean it's it, it's the era it's what they used to say so yeah i, mean, I, d- I disagree just because i believe i wasn't there but i do believe that it's historically accurate yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and i and i get that but it's just you know it's still hard to hear right and it's like ugh. Yeah. but you know um mine was and i noticed uh dr schultz was cringing throughout this as well but i the fake French, it just, it bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) People pretending to speak French, they don't know how to speak French. Some of the, like, just some of the words that get spat out over the course of this movie, it's just kind of, my uh, grade six teacher would say, ça fait mal à les oreilles. Like, it just hurts ears. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, Let's go to category four. Who is the most dateable character and why? You know, uh, not a lot here to choose from. I would say nope. maybe Dr. Schultz, um, Brumhilda, mm-hmm. Django. Yep. That's about it. That's, That's about it. it. <laughs> so who are we dating? Uh, I would do probably Brumhilda personally. Yeah. I mean, but you don't know anything really about her other no. than... You only know stuff about her through Django. Django. Well, right. she also, her actions speak volumes. She was like willing to sacrifice herself for Django mm-hmm. multiple occasions. True. Yeah. She, yeah. you know, she stayed like devoted to Django throughout that entire time that he yeah. was gone. Yeah, I think I think it's got to be Schultz though. I think. I think well, so. do we think he's a good guy? I, yeah. So yes, I think is, he's the best guy. I think I have an argument. I think that he used to be bad, or in quotes, like bad, not bad per se, but like he did what everyone else did. did. He did what everybody else did. Like when and he was then, a dentist. Yeah, like in his. Before this movie takes place, maybe a couple of years or how many years before that, I feel like he has regrets in life, which is why when he was, you know, killing Leonardo there, I feel like he's like, I couldn't resist. Like, he, he just knew that he was like, I've had regrets in my past life and I'm just ready to, to, to die because whatever, I've, whatever. You, you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Like, he just, I don't know. I think about it more as, like, he's a man of principles, which I love, Mm. and, like, he values integrity, and I legitimately think that he would not have been able to live with himself if he just shook Calvin Candy's hand and got out of there. Like, I think he needed... Would he he stand in front of Django, if a gun being pointed at Django? Do you think he would, like... Do you think he would ditch Dang? Do you think he would have ditched Django to get what he wanted if he had like before they got to Candyland? I guess bounty hunters. You know what I mean? I don't think he would. Like yeah, I think he was sticking with Django. I think Django kind of earned his respect. Yeah, yeah. And they became friends. Yeah. So Doctor Schultz. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, it's that doesn't really matter. I mean, like it's either to be honest, to me, it's either like we can nominate Broomhilda, but it's between Schultz and Django. I'm surprised we haven't given Django enough consideration here, but I would personally, I would, he's loyal as hell. I guess he's cultured too. Yeah. 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 And he's a badass. Intelligent. 
intelligent. Yeah. He'll yeah. fuck somebody up. Badass as fuck. He, anybody tries to touch his wife, he'll fuck them up. Or is an immaculate beard? Yeah. True. Wait, are we talking about? Sean We're talking about Django. He probably does pour an immaculate beard. Oh yeah. Django. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Actually, I would be surprised. He's a slave. He's yeah. never poured a beer in his yeah. life. I promise you. Yeah, probably. He probably figured it out pretty quick though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's talented. All right, let's go to category five. What's up with that? We talk about plot holes or any questions I have about the movie. One of Tarantino's motifs that I hate, he's a fucking terrible actor. Oh, my God. He's so right? bad, dude. That's so true. He's horrible. <laughs> he's, he's in, like, almost every single one of his movies. He's, yeah. te- he's terrible in this movie. He's so cringy. I don't believe a single word he's saying. Give that role... You know what's great about, about this movie is that, like, all the... People that work for like so the two guys at the start of the movie, right? The, like the slavers. No, the two like the two white guys yeah, on the, the horses. The yeah, slavers. The slave yeah. owners. Those yeah. two guys, they look like slave owners. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like those guys look like fucking. They have like crusty beards, like long hair, whitish hell, great accent. Like they're great in the role. Everyone else around the movie, great. The guy that tries to like chop Django's nuts off. That guy looks like a slave owner. Yep. Tarantino looks like a fucking my dad. <laughs> like, no. Like, you know who would have been great in that role? Jeff Bridges. Mm, Jeff would Bridges sick. would have been awesome. I mean, like, he's way too big of an actor, but that's the guy I want to look like him. Yeah. No, get Tarantino on this movie, man. Come on. Why is James Remnar, Remar Remar in it twice? Like, his, he's, he's at the beginning. So he's, the, he's a slave trader guy that's taking the slaves at the beginning of the movie. And Jank or um, yeah, King yeah. Schultz shoots him. shoots him, and then he's is he the guy that and dies right away, or the guy that dies dies after? right away, okay. dies right away. He shoots him in the head. Yeah, and then he's in it later. At he's like with the mining Candy. company. No, Candy. oh, he's uh, the guy with the mustache, like the handlebar mustache. Oh, huh. this guy, he's in it twice. That's crazy. That is crazy. He's in it twice. Huh. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. What the hell? You didn't know that he was in it no. twice? Yeah, I noticed that. That's I don't know why they chose to That's be... a what's up with that. Yeah, yeah what's up ahead. with that? Yeah. Um, what do we think? You know who was supposed to be Django? Like, up up until the very end. Uh, Will yeah, Will Smith. it was Will Smith. Yeah. What do you think of this with Will Smith? Will Horrible. Smith fumbled the bag. Like You think he'd be good in it? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't think Will Smith would have been good. Because Jamie Foxx is... Famous, but Will Smith is on a whole an up, like a up obviously yeah. until like what he just did at the Oscars. Like his career is over now. But you think? Oh yeah, dude, his career is his done. His career is done. He's done. Wow. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Do you think? I think Will Smith would have been way too famous for this movie. I, think Jay, I don't think, think Jamie Foxx would have been great. Yeah, it's way think better. Will Smith would have been good at on at this role. I don't. I think this role was literally made for Will Smith. Like, no, I, I mean that in every sense of the word. Like he's a badass cowboy, quickest gun in the South. Like, just yeah. Well, and what was the movie that? What was Will Smith doing instead of Django? Uh, like he, he had to, he dropped out to do something else. I don't know, probably that. some the movie he did with his son. I don't know. Probably oh some god, you might actually be right though. Yeah, mm. that's oh fumble. Um, do you guys think it's weird that Tarantino wrote this movie with all what's? Do you think it's weird that he wrote it? I don't think it's weird that he directed it. I think it's maybe a little weird he wrote it. I don't think it's weird that he wrote it. That he was like typing out the n words and stuff. Yeah, no, over yeah. and over again, getting what hella white people to say it too, but yeah. like. It's not like Sam Jackson took issue with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what's a better movie, this movie or 12 Years a Slave? Oh, 12 Years a Slave hits different, though. 
That's like in a. Why movie. is it Twelve Years a Slave as rewatchable as this movie though? I've only seen it once. <sighs> because it's it's like this has humor to it maybe, and like action Twelve Years a Slave is just like hard hitting, harsh. Like, like the whole harsh. Movie is harsh. Like, it's this movie's harsh too, but like in a different way because they add the humor into it. I fell action. asleep watching Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, dude, I cried in is that there, movie. Is there triumph in Twelve Years a Slave? Like there is in this movie. What you mean? Like at the you know at the end, Jamie Foxx like walks away. Oh yeah, he I think he gets he's a free guy yeah. at the end of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. In Twelve Years a Slave, like he I think he's reunited with his family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like it took twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, it's different, man. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. That's all my what's up with that. So you guys got any other questions? Nope. Uh, I do. So Steven, uh, which is Samuel Jackson's character, does he need the cane? <laughs> no. Right? It's an act. It's an all, it's all an act, it's right? It's an act. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that's up. and like why? Why do you think he's like like why is he like that? So like, he doesn't have to work in the fields, dude. Oh, so he's like a house slave. Yes. He's like he's the head is he, house is he, slave. Do you is he a free man or no? No. Do you think he's pulling the strings? He candy? is absolutely pulling the strings, yeah. dude. He is he is one of the most evil characters in this yeah. in this movie, dude. Like he's a bad guy. Right? And he can get away with saying whatever he wants. Pretty which much. Is, which is pretty crazy. To yeah. Think, right? Like he's manipulated his like environment to a point where he can do be yeah, he gets to inflict the evil instead of receive it. Yeah. It's fucked. Um there's a lot of I, I was curious about like I, I looked into it because I didn't really have many what's up with that but I looked up into like some things that were maybe goofs or whatever and there's a shit ton of historical inaccuracies like sunglasses Django wearing sunglasses weren't invented yeah yet. there's no dynamite, shot there's dynamite, no sunglasses yeah. <laughs> dynamite wasn't invented yet in this movie really? uh the use of the word motherfucker by Samuel. Like, that that was not an invented word yet. I don't give a fuck. I want Samuel L. Jackson saying motherfucker <laughs> in every movie he's in. Uh, the guns, so, like, their guns, like, they were still using um, powder-loaded guns, black powder-loaded guns. Like, having, like, a revolver wasn't invented yet. Um, straws. Also not invented. It's like, a lot of... Yeah. That's crazy. That's so, a like, lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that, like, just doesn't make I didn't even sense think, i didn't even think about that at all yeah so it's like because you know like when uh they're at the the mandingo fight there yeah how uh, he's sipping that he's sipping that like cocktail or whatever like a vodka in, a in a coconut yeah. or whatever yeah like that's like not a thing but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i just i, I was just kind of interested to wow. see what there was but yeah you know what now that you th- say the thing about the sunglasses i can't like stop picturing that like those are the most 2018 sunglasses like ever yeah. <laughs> they're in 1858 like they have like a ray-ban freaking logo yeah. <laughs> they're like, sick like oh, i yeah. want those sunglasses but they definitely don't belong in this movie yeah. at all all right let's go to category six freaks and geeks where we completely nerd out with camera angles weird quirks about the movie etc etc when Calvin Candy smashes his hand on the dinner table, DiCaprio did accidentally crush a small stem glass with his palm and did really begin to bleed. He ignored it, stayed in character, and continued with the scene. Tarantino was so impressed that he used this take in the final print, and when he called cut, the room erupted in a standing ovation. 
DiCaprio's hand was bandaged, and he suggested the idea of smearing blood onto the face of Kerry Washington. Tarantino and Washington both liked this, so Tarantino got some fake blood together, and during the filming of one of the dinner scenes, Leonardo DiCaprio had to stop the scene because he was having a difficult time using so many racial slurs. Samuel Jackson then pulled him aside, telling him, Motherfucker, this is just another Tuesday for us. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking badass. (laughs) According to critic Alex Ross, the alliance between Django and Dr. King Schultz is not as absurd as audiences might believe. Because in the 1840s, many German revolutionaries and progressives left Europe for the U.S. where they often became active in the anti-slavery movement. That is so cool. Uh, This film was shot in 130 days. This was Tarantino's longest shooting schedule for a single film at the time. Crazy. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's all I got. That is very cool. I'm glad you got to talk about that... uh that Leo scene because yeah, that's, that's, I feel like everyone knows that that's an iconic really po- scene yeah. Yeah. everyone knows that he actually did that though yeah I thought he's when he smeared the his hand on her face that was she, a different take oh but she didn't know right that no, he was she, gonna, she knew that was yeah because he oh. he was like can we do this and oh, she was like yeah I think we should like, do yeah, this we can do it oh okay so he smashed the hand whatever went on cut and then they like kind of did again I guess and he he and he wiped the face and they edited it, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. And then the next scene, when he's signing the the bill of sale or whatever, yeah. he has that bandage on his hand. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, really well done, actually. Yeah, it like, looks like it's It looks like it's – people would forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, yeah. True. Continuity, people. Yeah. yeah. All right, you want to go first for Freaks and Geeks? Uh, sure. So I already kind of touched on this with the N-word, so I'm going to bring it up again. Um uh, Jamie Foxx used his own horse, Cheetah, in the movie, which is kind of weird. He got it four years prior as a birthday present. <laughs> That's the most Hollywood <laughs> shit that is ever. Rich people shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in an interview, Quentin Tarantino stated that originally the Mandingo fight scene and the scene with the dogs were longer and more violent. He said he felt like it was going to traumatize the audience, so he cut both scenes down. Damn. Yeah. That's good. Hard hitting. Um, Christopher Waltz concluded his Oscar acceptance speech with the uh, for this film with "Sorry, couldn't resist" as reference to his character's final line on screen. Yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. That's great. That is so sick. Uh, so I had right after the Mandingo fight, uh, the Mandingo fight, Django goes to the bar and gets a drink, and one of the guys from not like one of the guys in the fight, but one of the leaders or whatever comes over and next to him and gets Django to spell his name. Mm-hmm. And Django says the D is silent, and the guy says, I know. He was the original actor for Django. Like, he played Django back in the day. Yeah, this is like a remake. Yeah, yeah. it's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From like so that's the, that is Django, and he has like a little cameo, cameo. in this movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is he uh, Russian? I don't supposed know. to be Russian or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, might have to look that up in the break. Uh, for the most part... Black people speak more eloquently than white people do in this movie, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, the black people are shocking. The slaves are like shockingly well spoken. Yeah, which is dope. Uh, it, I think it goes along with like the motif of the movie of like disingenuine culture and cultural appropriation and stuff, and like these people just kind of own it, and it's dope. Here's a here's a quote that I think is very illuminating to this movie. 
the science of phrenology, which has long been debunked as like a pseudoscience, is crucial to understanding the separation of our two species. In the skull of the African here, the area associated with submissiveness is larger than any human or any other subhuman species on planet Earth. It's just kind of... There's that scene where Calvin Candy is just like, why don't they kill us? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just very illuminating to like how people really thought about slavery and shit like yeah. that. And it's crazy. It's crazy how people rationalize this. Yes. Yeah. To make it think like it's okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a shot, my favorite shot, we talked about this earlier, it's like Django's like kitted out, drip down. Ray-Ban sunglasses on. <laughs> uh -huh. Bucket hat. Yeah. Walking away from the candy. He's got the cigarette holder. Like, it's it's just... It's great. So I, I do have a shot, too. It's actually when... One of my favorite shots is actually when, like, Django comes back from the mines and he comes to Carrie Washington and it the shot pans from her face down to, like, her feet and then we see Django there walking across in the back, like, in the window and then it pans back to her face and then comes oh, up. Yeah. I love that shot. Just like this, these these pans that are coming back and forth. I just thought it was yeah. really well done. Um, and you like just see the fear. You can just feel the fear that she yeah. has in that scene of like, what are they gonna come do to me? Like they're gonna come rape me or something like that. Yeah. So really well uh, done shot there. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll hit uh, the Brad Pitt Award. All right, here, category seven, the Brad Pitt Award for the best quote. Um, so let's just go around the round table again. You could unshackle yourselves, take that rifle, put a bullet in his head, bury the two of them deep, and then make your way to a more enlightened area of this country. The choice is yours. Oh, and, at, and at, on the off chance there are any astronomy Afashian, aficionados. aficionados amongst you, the North Star is that one. <laughs> So better. Uh, I like the way you die, boy. Damn, that's a, I yeah, that's a good one. Hard body. Um, so there's some N words in mind, but I'm just gonna not include them, obviously. So I count shit six shots. I count two guns. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like it. a reward. <laughs> it's like, it's like so memed. Yeah, like, it's great though. Uh, I'm positive he dead. <laughs> oh no, positive mean. Go, no, oh, oh, you're done. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is long, so I might just just go for it. Oh, it's so long, man. It's pretty much the dialogue with uh, um, uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> I can't see fucking shit out of these yeah, things. Pretty much, man. It's long. <laughs> just say something. We go no cheat today. I yeah, like we can literally was, just go back and forth. I like. think it was a great idea, and I think we should do it the next time. But this time, we go no masks. Who I'm made big this goddamn shit. <laughs> I'm Big wild. Daddy, and I say we put the fucking masks on. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, if all I had to do was cut a hole in a bag, I could have cut it better than this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so just, there's so much. That whole scene is just so quotable. So, 
kill right. white folks and they pay for it, what's not to like? <laughs> this I've quoted this many times since this movie came out. Gentlemen, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Mm, yeah. What you do for your massa? Didn't you hear hear him tell you I ain't no slave? So you really free? Yeah, I is free. So you want to dress like that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of lies happening just in a table. It's great. Ben's been waiting for that one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, my ass. Who's this <laughs> N-word up on that name? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ben. I'm out. I'm out of them. Okay. Uh, the line, you silver tongue devil, you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> After yeah. Hilden faints. Uh, and one of my favorite moments in this movie was when Django says goodbye to Dr. Schultz in German. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. even going to try to pronounce it. Yeah. But when he Ed says goodbye in German. Edwiedersehen. It's uh, nice. I like that line, too, where I don't really know what, I'm just kind of... I don't have it written down, but it's like uh, right before he kills Candy, or he's like, someone like, usually I say, see you, see you soon, but since I don't want to see you ever again, yeah. I'm going to say goodbye or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that and was then sick. caps him. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, hey, little troublemaker. Yeah. I like that one too. It's yeah. Cute. All right, let's go to category eight. Is the Blind Pig Award for the character you'd want to hang out with for one night, one night only? You got no one. Yeah, that's. I, I had. King Schultz here, but you can't really have the most dateable character also be the Blind Pig Award. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how fun Django would be fun at the Blind Pig. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, category 9 is the Al Pacino Award for overacting. <laughs> it's great. So I got three nominees, and they're they're I like them as the role, and I don't mind it, but they are going for it. Okay, yep. it's those two first plantation owners, those two first guys. Whoa, plantation owners? Oh, no, sorry, sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, the two first uh, the slave owners, slave owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, those two guys. They Leo, are, they are giving her. Yeah, Leo's giving her, man. Leo, In that one scene, he's giving her. Mm-hmm. He wants that. He wanted that Oscar, man. He True. He didn't, he didn't even give it to him. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and Samuel Jackson, he's probably he's a little much for me in this movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I I didn't have the other two nominees. I just had Leo. Mm-hmm. Just because like he was like I don't know, he's blurring the line between like method acting, not even acting, overacting. Yeah. Like, I, I had Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, he's terrible. In this that's movie. a good that's one. A good one. And he's, he's like, horrible. he's trying. You can tell he's trying so he's just hard. Does not what was up with their accents? Like they're I Australian. Like they're Australian. Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's terrible. Why he's are there Australian? And why is he in this movie, dude? We've talked about this. Like, yeah. yeah, garbage in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Category ten is the McLovin Award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time, give or take 15, 20 minutes. My two nominees are Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. And I like the Big Daddy, the guy that like the KFC looking dude. Yeah, really, he looks <laughs> yeah. like the KFC. Really, guy. but I gotta give it to Jonah Hill, man. That guy's the <coughs> best in this movie. Wow. So Leo D doesn't qualify. He's in it. Too no, much. he's in it okay. way too much. Sam Jackson doesn't too much. qualify. Kerry Washington doesn't say it enough. Yeah, I she doesn't. Know. Have, I, yeah, she barely has any lines. I, most of her lines, I would venture to guess, are in German. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, Jonah Hill was. I can't see fucking shit out of these things. His <laughs> accent is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. accent is literally like this. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like all those like KKK guys, they all sound like fucking idiots, like morons. Yeah. yeah. And then like you'll have a random conversation with one of the slaves, and like they sound well read. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Okay, category eleven is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for someone who has not seen this movie. Tyler, give me your first sentence. Ten years. Mm. Ten years for this bad boy. I think, like, it is a long movie, and it is, like, a hard-hitting movie, but, like, if you don't want to watch it, I... I That's why I only have three years. You only have three? Three? Wow. Okay. Wow. I don't know, man. I think this is... I I think this is kind of falling... We're kind of getting into the territory of, like best movies of the 21st century like this isn't this is high up on the Mm -hmm. imdb list this is like up there probably i could only think of two or three other westerns that are as good as this movie that have come out in the 21st century 15 20 years no Mm -hmm. parole I don't I think, think there's a movie like this. I don't think, I think you got to reach a certain age before you watch it though. That's fair. Yeah. Like you got to be at least like 15? Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. even older. Older. older yeah. Like yeah. I I'm first you to truly understand what's going on. Like, I, would, I, I would I would I could get behind high school. That. High yeah. school. But it is a Quentin Tarantino movie. So it's like you you got to watch you got to watch it, it cuz yeah. of that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like a weird And it you know what? It pains me to say it, but it's one of his better movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I Arguably, say it's probably his best movie. I could never ever say that, but it's yeah. I know you're a Pulp Fiction guy. It's in the top half, which is a compliment in of its own because I think Tarantino has. I don't think he misses. And Hannah's the dank ass fiance. She's she (laughs) loves she loves Kill Bill. She loves those movies. Yeah, part one and part two. So she would say those are well. She just that's her favorite movies of all time. So, it's so random. It's so I would random. never have I would, yeah, Hannah so I would to be like, I love Kill Hannah. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that I does know. not seem like a Hannah movie. No, but. I know, right? We need that dank-ass fiancé on the pod oh, one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to category 12, scenes you wish you saw. I don't got anything because I feel like it's already a little long. Yeah. And I don't really want to see anything more. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah. Maybe maybe more Jonah Hill just because like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said the same thing. I said it's a very long movie at two hours and yeah. forty five minutes. Yeah. So yeah. this movie feels packed. Like yeah. just loaded. Like yeah. they just stuffed everything in it that yeah. they could. Yeah. Uh category thirteen, elevator pitch, where we pitch each other a sequel or a prequel. For me, I would like a sequel with that two years when it's just Waltz and Django. Yeah. When they're being bounty hunters. Yep. A, uh is that a I don't think that counts as a sequel. It doesn't count as a prequel. It's a sequel yeah. to the movie, but it's so like it's this is what happened during that time. I guess that would be. Co- I'm down. I'd, I'd, I'd be very cool. That. I would watch. They the gotta make it that. quick though, because these guys are getting older. Getting so. older, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll ever do it, but no. that'd, that'd be, be a be sick my, movie, though. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That, that would be, be awesome. awesome. That would be very awesome. But like, there's no. Uh, the thing with that though is like, there's no uh, risk for the main characters being involved. Like, you know what I'm saying? True. So, because you know that they're gonna, if they get into a yeah. tough situation or something, it's like, well, we know that they're gonna live. Exactly. Because, it, you know. Yeah. Right. That's right. Kind of like what's happening with uh, any Star Wars guys are out there with uh, the Obi Wan series. 
Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it because it happened between... There's when, no stakes. There's no stakes for Obi-Wan. Like, we already know that he's going to live... Do you guys want to spoil Kenobi? I don't on care. The pod? I don't care. We, yeah, you spoil, spoil it. Kenobi? Spoil it. Yeah. yeah, there's... Because there's absolutely no stakes when Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight. Fight. Yeah, like, you're like... those is... guys come together, that's supposed to be, like, one of the biggest moments in Star Wars, in the universe... And you just know, you know, you're never worried about what's gonna happen. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. But, but yeah. or I would like a movie where literally they pick up right, right at the end, and they just keep going. Yeah, really. So it's Django and Broomhilda, and like they just do whatever they want, or like whatever their okay. life is, they go on, and he turns out to be a bounty hunter, and like maybe he goes and caps more people. Whatever. Yeah, I'm with it. I How about you guys? I I. I went in. You have a like, pitch? I, okay, I have it. a doozy of an elevator pitch. Okay. I'm, I'll try not to read you guys the whole screenplay that I wrote. <laughs> um, uh, so, Django is set in the southern states from 1858 to 1859. This is two years before the Civil War. So, slavery is still very much a thing, yada, yada, yada. Nat Love, the main character in The Harder They Fall is one of the most famous cowboys in history. He was born into slavery in 1854 in Tennessee. And after the Civil War, he stayed on the plantation to support his mother until he was 16. So now, 16-year-old Nat Love, it's 1870 now. So pretty much 10 years after this movie, 10 years after the Civil War. In my elevator pitch, the two link up in Texas because Django's a bounty hunter and Nat Love used to rob outlaws. So they meet over a bounty for an expensive, big, big expensive body that Django caught and Nat tries to rob him. But the two wind up bonding over the altercation and they go on an adventure themselves and find some plantation owning evil white motherfucker and i would be very very down to just with the whole historical context of it to pay a visit to arkansas and meet up with another iconic black cowboy bass reeves Mm. who would be 32 at this point Mm. so you have a young nat love you have a little more grizzled and mature django and you can even run into one of the most badass cops who ever lived Wow, that is an elevator pitch. Holy, (coughs) it's a crossover, a crossover between three worlds into this one movie. Yeah, yeah, and it could like kind of be like it's a sequel to Django and it's a prequel to The Harder They Fall because in The Harder They Fall, Nat Love and Bass Reeves have an established relationship. Yeah, Yeah. like Mm -hmm. they know each other well, Mm -hmm. and this takes place years before. Yeah. The harder they fall, so like that's I, cool. It would be interesting. I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Do you have yeah. one? Do you have a pitch, Tyler? Or no. No, you you like hit it. Yeah. With the uh, like more bounty hunting or like like maybe just like right after. Literally right after. After like just see yeah. what happens. But let's go to category thirteen or sorry fourteen. Would you watch this as a Broadway musical? No. Nope. Nope. What if they wrapped in it like Hamilton? No, dude. 
Rip. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no. I was expecting to get no. shot down that no. no. <laughs> You got shot down. Do you so want to even think about it? No. Like, <laughs> I hate, dude. Hamilton is stupid, man. Anytime Shut I, up. Hamilton Take that so, back. No, dude, it's terrible. No, Lin Manuel Miranda is one of the best rappers alive. He's I terrible. stand on that, bro. He's a horrible actor too. He's terrible. Oh my god. In everything he's in. This is this is insane right now. I I love personally I love the Ten Dual Commandments because it's it's beat for beat the Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie Smalls and he just brought that to Broadway. I think that's fucking awesome. It's terrible. Anyways, <laughs> category 15 is the uh, Schindler's List super bad rewatchability scale. With Schindler's List being you know, great movie. You would never watch it. So about a never watch it again. But a one, super bad, being a ten out of ten, rewatchable movie. For me, this movie is like way too like it's higher than it should be. It's probably like a six or seven. I've probably see it you know once once a year. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's where I put it yeah. too. I I don't do numerical values. So when I this movie on a scale of super bad to Schindler's List is slightly above an Ocean's Eleven and slightly below Training Day. It's in between. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, category 16 is the MVP of this movie, whether it be an actor, an actress, director, screenplay writer, soundtrack, score dude, whatever. Here are my three nominees. Uh, Tarantino, who gets automatically eliminated after his performance. <laughs> I was going to say, I, would, I, was, yeah. I wanted to give him the MVP, yeah. but you guys trashed his acting yeah, so, so much. Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So Tarantino wrote and directed it. Good case. Mm-hmm. Acted in it. Took his case out. Like, I'm just out. I'm out. I'm so out. Okay. I know Waltz won the MVP. Or, sorry, like, literally won an Oscar for this movie. But I, I feel I want to give it to Jamie Foxx. Interesting. I feel like he's fantastic in this movie. He's the heartbeat of the movie, man. I was going to, like, as unreal, like, amazing. He's one of my favorite Western characters, Dr. King Schultz's. Do you come to this movie for Dr. Schultz or do you come to this movie for Django? I come to this movie for Django. I feel like you do. I I, I had Chris Waltz, but... Dang, we all, had, we all had three different winners. This is a conundrum. I, 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 like, what you just said, do you come for this movie for Django or him? I come for him. I just love... I don't love, think... I, yeah, I can I go both love, ways on that. Like, I just love his charisma, man. Like, I just... I'm like, this guy drips... This guy fucks. Like, he's he swagged <laughs> out. And, like, I just love his character. Like, I just love watching him and, like, all yeah. his little aneurysms. He does, like, twirling his mustache and, like, just, like... That's why I think he's perfect as the supporting guy. So that's why... I, but I He just is feel, so perfect as I the know, supporting man. guy. Like, he's... Ugh. He's too good. I don't know. Can we just... Give the MVP to all three of them? Sure. No, man. I'll give it to Tarantino. It's a two-man race. If Tarantino didn't act this movie, I would I would be inclined to have this conversation, but he just he ruined it for me, man. He's bad in everything. He's this, in. Is, this movie is his vision, and I just want to call back to the visceral representation of Well, his vision was terrible for and segregation, <laughs> and I love the motifs of cultural appropriation and stuff. Like, I love how uncomfortable... Schultz was with all this like fake French like pseudo bougie like bullshit and like I I love that scene where he's like ripping the hands off off of the harp 
player because he can't stand to listen to Beethoven in that <laughs> moment. <but laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, I'm Jamie Foxx, man. You're Jamie Foxx? I give it to Jamie. All right. Look, I'm cool. Let's give it to Jamie. All right. That's this week's pod. We'll be back next week for episode four. Here's your quote. Think if you can guess it. When life gives you lemons, say fuck the lemons and bail. Cue the mute. Or uh, see you next week. <laughs>